Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Record, the podcast where I talk about music and what makes it work. So today I wanted to ask the question, who exactly can make music? And I think just a few decades ago, the answer would probably be a select few people. Um, Before the widespread adoption of digital technologies in the music industry, recording was primarily done in these big expensive studios um, with pieces of equipment that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, And if you didn't have access to one of these studios, you weren't going to be recording music. So how did you get access? Uh, Well, first, you'd have to be a really talented musician with a lot of experience and performance skill. Then you'd have to get noticed by a talent scout uh, without any online presence or really efficient way to promote yourself. Then you'd have to convince a music label you could sell records, and then they would fund your time in the studio. Um, So it required a lot of luck, a lot of experience, and a lot of perseverance. Either that or if you were rich, you could buy studio time, but that didn't really happen much. Uh, So a tiny fraction of musicians ever really got uh, the big recording opportunity, uh, and so there was only so much commercial music on the market. Obviously, this is not the case today. The arrival of cheap, powerful digital recording equipment beginning in the 90s completely shook the structure of the music industry. All of a sudden, anyone could buy a microphone or a keyboard. Um, And the personal computer, which was increasingly popular, gave users access to digital audio workstations, which are essentially programs that function as virtual music studios, and they basically do all the work for you. Um, And instruments became virtual too, meaning that you didn't need to own a guitar to have one in your song. Um, And you didn't even know, have to know how to play it, um, because the program would basically do all that for you. So all the music making tools that had previously been found only in the big studios were now at the fingertips of the average person. Um, Things were better, cheaper, and more user friendly. And I think my own music studio is kind of a good example of this. The first setup I ever had, uh, like five years ago, pretty much just consisted of a USB microphone. I think I paid like 60 bucks for it. Um, a pair of headphones, and a digital audio workstation, which I got for free on the internet. Um, and it all together, all the stuff I had cost me under 100 bucks. And with it, I could do almost anything that you can think of when it comes to music production. Um, and I've added stuff since, like a pop filter, so that my vocals sound cleaner. But uh, just having the bare bones minimum will still get you really far. Uh, And I would say I can basically do anything in my bedroom today that you could do in a major studio 40 years ago, um, except I can do it faster, easier, and the quality is going to end up being better. Uh, So say I'm making a song, say I was making a song today and I wanted to add an orchestra to it. Uh, I could go through a virtual instrument library and in basically a few seconds I could locate the sounds I wanted. Um, If I wanted to rearrange the parts, it would just take me a few mouse clicks. I could do whatever kind of editing I want very fast, very efficient, very smoothly. Um, And this is completely different from how it used to be. Um, If it was 1970 and I wanted an orchestra, I'd have to get together the actual players and record them on analog tape. Uh, And both of those things would be incredibly expensive. Um, just, I think to like record like three minutes back in the day could cost like 
hundreds of dollars just for the tape that you record on. So it definitely was not a cheap uh, undertaking. Um, and if I wanted to edit the sound, I would literally have to cut pieces of the tape out and move it around. It was called splicing and it was how they used to edit stuff. Um, it takes a lot of time and energy and if you make a mistake, you basically have to re-record. You can't just click undo. Um, so I would definitely say the audio technology we have now is just light years beyond uh, what was available just like 40 years ago. Um, and of course, it'd still be easy to spend thousands of dollars on top-end audio equipment today. You can go online and you can see microphones that are like 10 grand or like a, a keyboard that's like five grand. Um, but I would say that the top end gear is really only marginally better than the cheapest gear. Uh, it's really meant for the pros who have a lot of money to spend and they just need that extra kind of level to get what they want. Um, so think about, say you want to buy a fast car. You wouldn't spend 50,000 bucks on a car that does 200 miles per hour if you can get one that does 150 miles per hour for 5,000. And I think it's kind of the same way with audio equipment. You really just don't need the most expensive stuff to get a good quality sound. Um, so I would argue that the barriers uh, to entry for the music industry weren't just lowered with the arrival of digital technology. They were more like crushed. Um, today the market is flooded with music from millions of creators. Most of them are working from home studios at a fraction of the cost that a professional studio uh, would cost. And there are literally thousands of uh, songs being officially released every single day. Even if you wanted to keep up with all the new music, you couldn't. Uh, and what's really interesting to me uh, in regards to this uh, is to think about the way that the music industry has changed and the way that we consume music has changed uh, with the flood of all these new musicians who can finally, they finally have the tools that they need to make music. Um, and so I would say what we've basically seen is a ton more competition between musicians. Uh, there are way more people than ever basically fighting over a finite revenue of the music industry. Um, and the result, unfortunately, is that musicians have a harder time making money and they have a harder time getting noticed despite all the new digital tools to get yourself out there like social media. Um, but the competition isn't all bad, I would argue because it does push the quality standards for music, and it's also forced people to experiment in all kinds of ways uh, to stand out from the crowd. So what that has led to is kind of a diversification of genres, and we have all these new styles of music uh, that we never had before. So we can really personalize our listening experience, and there's really something for everyone. Um, another benefit, um, is that people can be a lot more independent about their music than before. Uh, so if you have everything you need to make music at home, you have total creative control. There's no music label telling you what to do. There's no producer. There's no mixer telling you how you need to do something. Um, you can basically be your own producer, mixer, songwriter, distributor, anything if you want. Uh, the only limiting factor really is the amount of time and effort that you're willing to put into your work. And I think a lot of people get intimidated by the thought of making music. Uh, I know I definitely was. Uh, when I first started uh, in high school, I didn't know how to play an instrument. I didn't sing. Uh, I 
And so I was like, how am I ever going to kind of learn how to do this? Uh, which is another thing. There's so many educational materials online too nowadays that you don't really need to get any kind of special training or know some crazy secret. You just learn online. You teach yourself. And that's what I've been doing. Um, but I think there's kind of this high-tech exclusive stigma attached to commercial music and people don't really realize that you can produce a high quality product with just the stuff that you probably already have or with a few extra pieces of equipment that are going to cost you less than a hundred bucks. Um, I've been into music production as a hobby for like six years and I can safely say the only obstacles I've ever encountered uh, had to do with my lack of knowledge rather than my lack of equipment. So. I've never not been able to do something because I don't have the thing that I need to do it. It's just that I don't know how to do it. Um, I definitely hope that more people come to realize that they already have everything they need to produce high quality stuff. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be music. Every creative product can and has benefited immensely from digital technology, whether it's podcasts, uh, books, video games, really anything, any artistic endeavor. Um, and that's a good thing. I would encourage anyone listening to look more into what kinds of creative tools are available uh, in the digital world for whatever you're interested in, and I guarantee you, you'll be surprised. Uh, thanks for listening today, and I will be back next week probably talking about streaming services. They really shook up the way we listen to music, and I think that'll be a really interesting topic to explore. See you later.